I just refused to update one of my applications that I'm using for this. Hell yeah! <laughs> Not I updating don't like games. Change. <laughs> I, you know, I, th- th- you only see me from the shoulders up, so I had to do a lot of like arm waving in the air style dancing. <laughs> um, so I was just adapting to the medium, as it were. And speaking of adapting to the medium, we're here to talk about the latest album from Jasper Booger. It's called Changes. Ch 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 changes. Uh, this is Think Outside Time to the face Box. Is strange. <laughs> it's the internet's only hot take machine, and I'm Nathan Hunt. I'm Cameron DeWitt. We talked about changes from Justin Belfast. And mm-hmm. what did what did you think? What did you think of this album? Uh, too long, Cameron. Too long. Yeah, there's 16, 16 tracks. songs. That's too many. Um, I agree. Yeah. It was released on Valentine's Day of 2020. Um, and apparently... It's a very romantic album. Yeah, apparently he got married or something, right? Yeah, most of the songs fit into the paradigm of like, oh, I'm a I'm a married person with a with one sexual partner. Mm-hmm. And her name Presumably. is Haley Publicly. Baldwin. You say this is too too long. It's only fifty one minutes long, which but is longer got, than a normal. It's got but sixteen tracks. I. I wonder if that has something to do with this being the first like post ubiquitous Spotify album, Uh, because there's hmm. something in like the algorithm or how you're paid where like you, you're supposed Mm. to have like longer albums, more tracks that are shorter. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. It's kind of like, um, who is that band that oh yeah Wolfpack remember when Wolfpack broke Spotify oh yeah and they made that like sleeping album <laughs> it's like put this on it's just uh, a long album of 30 second silent clips mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you'll fund our first tour or whatever mm-hmm. I love that stick it to the man <laughs> Spotify is constantly stealing the <laughs> <laughs> are they I don't know, kind of. Oh, okay. I mean, they played fucking Madison Square Garden. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, good for them, I yeah. guess. I, unlike some people, I don't begrudge them their success, and I wish them all the best, and I'm not <laughs> jealous. No, I think they're great. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a hater to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Justin uh, B. Blong is uh, married to... <laughs> Haley Baldwin, who is the daughter of Stephen Baldwin, who is the brother of the more famous ones. (laughs) Oh, he looks like... Isn't he like one of the right wing, like Christian ones? I don't know. He looks like Alec Baldwin got like microwaved a little too long (laughs) and then a goatee was sort of glued onto his face. Um, I'm reading an article here that says, Haley Baldwin says her Trump supporting dad's views have changed. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, 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 this is good. This is good. Oh, in 2011, uh, or no, 2006, Baldwin 
with Mario Dortenzio and Bobby Brewer founded Breakthrough Ministry, which was designed to use extreme sports as a ministry via arena tours called Assault Tours. A S capital S A L T. Assault no. Tours. Oh my god! I don't get it. What does that mean? There's a lot of ass involved, Cameron. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I imagine it's some sort of tortured metaphor about like the parable of like that involves salt or whatever. The salt loses its saltiness. How do you become as salt again or whatever? I don't know. Some probably something dumb like that. I speak the language. Oh no. Uh yeah. <laughs> so that's who Justin Boglong has uh, married into. The Baldwin. Cool. cool. I wonder. Family. I wonder how much time he's hung out with uh, his, what would that be, uncle-in-law, with Alec Baldwin? I feel like I would, hmm, I don't think I'd want to hang out with Alec Baldwin. I think there'd be like a certain level of like, oh, okay, but then you're like, eh, nah, after all, no thanks. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I would hang out with like Beetlejuice Alec Baldwin oh, any day. yum. <laughs> But like, that man is looking like a freaking LL Bean catalog in that movie. He looks so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his wardrobe but, is on uh, point. But like SNL, Alec Baldwin, uh, like Trump era SNL. I'm just, I'm tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's really charismatic in 30 Rock. Um, it's not great that his character is an absolute monster and Tina Fey doesn't seem to recognize that he's a monster. <laughs> He's just kind of, you know, playfully like, you know. Isn't uh, that kind of the point? <laughs> no, she kind of like playfully teases him for like being a monster, but like not in a way that really seems to be aware of his monstrosity. It, it's just a weird show. They do a lot of weird stuff. Like when um, his wife. I mean, wife, I feel like Tina Fey is kind of a monster and yeah. that we all love. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of the point. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you may be right. Uh, but Alec Baldwin is like a pretty compelling presence on that show. And. He does like voices and impressions that are really fun and good. At one point, he um, what is it? He does like a Richard Nixon impression. I don't know. He's he he's got some good voices. Yeah, I don't know. Cameron, why did you make me start talking about Alec Baldwin? Don't you know we need to stay on topic? <laughs> Justin Baldwin, <laughs> just from now on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is the album that has that yummy song that you I think. Uh, we we t- I think we talked about on the show, and you maybe had us listen to on the show, or maybe I did that extracurricularly. But I was like, oh, it's the Yummy song. There's a Yummy song. There's a Yummy. You song. got that Yummy, Yummy, Yummy. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> hey, have you experienced like a certain kind of like new agey queer, maybe astrological kind of intersection of people in your life that started saying yummy, like kind of like, like when like a, when they're in like a situation or an environment that's like engaging or inciting or like uh, activating in some way. Hmm. I don't think so. That, that to me sounds like, Something one of the maybe the queer eye guys might have like had as his catchphrase that like spread that way. Some of the, I really want to like enjoy 
that kind of thing and I want to like be on the side of that kind of thing, I really dislike it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want people to say yummy, even when they're like complimenting my food, (laughs) like much less describing like, uh, I don't know, some sort of like, uh, sapiosexual (laughs) experience. (laughs) (laughs) Have you read that Martin Heidegger book? Oh my God. It's so yummy. (laughs) Being and time. OMG. Yummy. Uh, I'm going to (laughs) barf. I hate it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and it all started with Justin Baldwin. Um, yeah, this came out, I guess, right before COVID uh, started really spreading in this country, at least. February before of Before it really popped off. Yeah, before it was popping off. And you know what? I have to, I have to say, COVID-19, not so yummy after all, is it? <laughs> um, yeah. I can't, I can't disagree. <laughs> Let's see. That was the lead single. Uh, not COVID. Uh, yummy, the song. Um, he performed on SNL in, on February by host RuPaul. There's a Justice World tour. A bunch of it was canceled. Um, oh, this album did not get very good reviews. Interesting. Yeah. It's got like two out of five, two out of five, three out of five, four point five out of ten because Pitchfork uh that's pretty bad yeah i more or less enjoyed this album like on a pure uh aural experience mm. level i thought Thank that it was over pronouncing that ah uh, i thought it was fine um just imagine you sort of like Neo in the Matrix, just sort of like dodging out of the way of the stupid joke I was going to make if you pronounced it like oral. And yet, you well still played. Did, well played. <laughs> I couldn't dodge You've it. You've beaten me this time. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think this album is pretty catchy. I think there's a lot less substance in the lyrics than like the last album probably. But, um, I also think that's by design. It's not supposed to as much, have as much like dense meaning because it's doing more of like a mumble rap. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I liked it as much as the last one. Although, I don't know why you say it doesn't have as much depth because this is the album that has uh, the song about how much Justin Banshee's wife loves to run him over with the car and has a sexual fetish about running him over. <laughs> and he has a fetish about getting run over. So, Shit, I'm, I honestly am not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Let's get into the songs. Okay. Couldn't be the song that's called Running Over, could it? <laughs> nah, couldn't be. <laughs> uh, uh, should we do All Around Me? Yes. Um, you might have to cut a little here because I completely forgot to take the sound samples that I had and import them. So it'll be, oh, I'm almost there. Almost there. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And all around me. Here we go. Someone beside you when it's time to lay down. Fully committed, you're here for the stay down. Look in the mirror, you're right for the takedown. Room for you in my coop, let me open up the door. 
Open up my eyes to a feeling I can't ignore I need you all around me This is a, a love song to his favorite Blanky and how much he likes <laughs> to wrap it around him and just cuddle up. He's a real lioness. Man, in in that sound sample, I just I think his phrasing is so interesting and so engaging and I think the melodies are so pretty and the arrangement is so spare. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the lyrics are so meaningless. Yes. That's an interesting Fully committed. You're here for the stay down. What? What does that mean? Is it like when you that's beat like, someone up and you're like, stay down, stay down? Yeah, that's like what you say to like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> although someone on the genius answers the question, what have the artists said about this song? And they answer, nothing. The lyrics are straightforward. <laughs> uh, okay, let's look at some other genius comments. Uh, to all the believers, our dreams finally came true. Justin Bieber is back and better than ever. Huh. JJ says 10 out of 10. Sounds like heaven. This song is so soothing. Perfect start of the album. So wait, all uh, of their dreams. Says, I hope this will make it on the album. <laughs> huh? This must've been released as a single or something. Huh. It's very funny to think of like the dreams of all the believers to be Justin comes this. back <laughs> and keeps doing what he's been doing. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're dreaming of? Like him continuing to do basically the same thing he's been doing? Okay. I mean, dream big, I guess, but you know, <laughs> something I want to point out here in this album and to see if this is noticeable going forward is, um, little moments of like Christian imagery mm. or like American mm-hmm. evangelical Christianity yes. imagery. Mm hmm. He's saying, like, I need you all around me. Mm-hmm. And that feels like a worship song. I actually had the same that... thought. Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's almost like you and I have similar traumatic pasts. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I couldn't be. <laughs> this is like, you remember that, that thing from South Park where they, like, do a Christian band? They're like, you just take love songs and replace baby with Jesus or whatever. Yeah. This is like going from the opposite direction. Please, Jesus. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. This is basically the same thing, but approached from the opposite direction. So. Yeah. Um. What? What else? Like the other the other language that makes me feel like it's kind of Christian language. Um. Fully committed. Um. What else? Uh, he says, I've accepted you into my heart. Our unconditional. Oh. <laughs> um, never thought I could be, it could ever be loyal to someone other than myself. That's very, yeah. like, kind of Christianese. There's a lot of, like, torture. Yes, anything is possible with your help. Ooh, That's yeah. super mm-hmm. CCM. Mm-hmm. Anything's possible since you made my heart melt. Ooh. Um Gave me the best hand that I'd ever dealt. That's not even talking about a romantic partner. They don't deal you hands. That's what you're, what God does, is deal you a yeah, hand. Yeah, God's playing a card game with you. Although, yeah. maybe she's really good at giving handies, you know? <laughs> Gave me the best hand that I've ever dealt. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's that. I really do. <laughs> that would be way better. <laughs> deal me a hand, Sonny. <laughs> 
Okay, let's let's put a pin in that and see if we can like see any other religious language in this album yes. or in the albums coming forward. Yes, going forward, coming forward. I'm drunk. <laughs> Don't listen to me. <laughs> Go home, Cameron. You're drunk. Uh, I you am wanna... home. <laughs> oh no. Um, habitual. Uh, yeah. Um, nothing. <laughs> so this song is about how, like, he's just kind of going through the motions. His love for his his partner is just a habit. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really have his heart in it anymore. Honks you. It's just sort of. It's it's almost like a like a like a like a drug <laughs> relationship or something. Mm-hmm. No, that's not true. Um, he uses the word habitual to describe his relationship and his affection for his partner, and he doesn't back that up in any way at any point nope. during the song. There is nothing to indicate what that could possibly mean. It's just a four syllable word that he can kind of half rhyme with. A bunch of bullshit. Untraditional. <laughs> yeah. um, ungrateful. Yeah. Um, it's also it's also really weird because he goes on and on about their love and how it's untraditional and call it unconventional because it is habitual. But what what does that mean? Like habitual in what way? And how is that unconventional? This is um Yeah. Who was the artist that was like really guilty of Probably Alanis, like using these like multi-syllable like abstraction words rather than like giving anything concrete or anything to go off of. She's like, oh, you know, it's habitual love and we're supposed to figure out what that means, I guess. Yeah, the closest to actual poetic language is in the pre-chorus. Always rain the most in April. Every scale needs to be stable. Earth keeps spinning around. We breathe in so thankful. But those don't those aren't supported by anything else in the song, and those don't stand alone to have any sort of meaning. Mm-hmm. So they just feel like they're random images or ideas. OMG, random! It's it's, <laughs> it's better than it's better than nothing. It's better than this. Like I don't know about that. <laughs> If he was well, just vocalizing, I, <laughs> I might like <laughs> what that. If this just wasn't a song. Yeah, you, that's a good point. Um, was I'm just, just saying, saying ooh, like, ooh, ooh. yeah, the songs, the song isn't even effectively prosaic. Yeah, <laughs> much less poetic. You should. Drop, it shouldn't be a song. Yeah, uh, earlier this week, you texted me a link to and TikTok. Uh, featuring some extremely fun, very prosaic lyrics, and I think maybe you should link that in the learning links. <laughs> Oh, so people shit. can learn about it. Man, that was so funny. Um, okay, that's the one about how he's gonna uh, fuck his uncle. The or rapper's something, I think. uncle, <laughs> or how he hates his uncle. I forget. It's one of the two. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just this uh, hyper specific uh, rap about this guy who's like, yeah, just because you're my f- family doesn't mean you're family, and like you. <laughs> 
he's got this weird beef that's never really explained <laughs> and it's just it's like 15 second rap yeah it's great and it's really harsh <laughs> yeah, uh, people being mean platform. can be so entertaining <laughs> I kind of believed him. I'm like, yeah, I believe you. I, I believe that your uncle sucks. <laughs> this guy sounds awful. He sounds like Aaron said, I'm on your side. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Well, what else should we talk about? Come around me some more kind of vaguely religious <laughs> imagery. Mm-hmm. Come all around me. Here we go. I don't even want to be around anymore. <laughs> oh, no, next thing you're on top of me. Justin Birabelli and his wife like to have sex and they are good at sexing each other and he wants her to do him like she misses him. Sex. I mean... <laughs> it it sounds it sounds like he's sort of encouraging her to to perform at a higher level though. Is you know. Oh. Yeah, maybe she's not that good at sex. He's like, "Come on, you got to <laughs> give me something to work with here." At Just least going try through emotions to pretend that you miss me. Come on. <laughs> uh, yep. So we got some pretty explicit lyrics. Uh Digging the way you feel on my skin. Got influence on me. Can't comprehend. Oh, no. Next thing, you're on top of me. Oh, no. <laughs> okay with this. I call that a win-win. <laughs> you know, when someone just ends up on top of you and you're like, oh, no. It It's really strange to call having sex with someone a win-win. Because, like, <laughs> that's what it's supposed to be like yeah, ideally i guess so but like that's <laughs> a win-win situation it's like a weird like term out of like business dealing and stuff like yeah are you gonna We're also talk about walking like, away from this ahead yeah <laughs> it's uh, a win-win. I, I like when we come together we got the synergy when we come together and we gotta have a real merger going on and uh we're bright sizing the um the engagement of our uh human resources yeah yeah let's Let's get it in expeditiously. <laughs> Another lyric from this song. <laughs> he is turning into Alanis Morissette. Expedi- Who can write the it's word five ex- syllables expeditiously with into a no song meaning. with a straight face? Come on. Uh, I want to Lewis and Clark my way through that, <laughs> through those genitals. Because <laughs> they had an expedition. I get it. Okay. Uh who okay so first two is very funny um so the first time i listened to it he, well he says who taught you how to drive stick you a fool with it love the way you fool with it and when i first listened to it i was like justin bobbler is what like 19 years old what does he know about driving stick? <laughs> no way he knows how to drive no way stick. he knows how to yeah. drive stick and then i thought about it for a microsecond more i was like oh no he knows how to drive stick in a different sense of the meaning <laughs> his own stick and she does too yeah but apparently she doesn't <laughs> no, who taught you how to drive you fool with it i think that's complimentary i think that's meant to be okay. a good thing yeah right it's also sort of accusatory <laughs> yeah 
yeah it's, it's a christian I mean, relationship it's like it's like tinging maybe into slut shaming he's like hang on how did you <laughs> know how to put a hand on a penis who taught you that <laughs> uh i don't have anything else to say about this song do you nah i mean it's entertaining the bit about driving stick but that's about all i got from it as a takeaway <laughs> Uh, we could talk about intentions. We could go. We could skip straight to yummy. I think we should skip intentions mostly for its crimes against rhymes and just move right on to yummy. I didn't want to have to think about uh, Justin Bobrob in the throes of orgasmic passion, but he made me think of that. So uh, eyes rolling, sorry, rolling eyes back in my head, which is a normal way to phrase that. Make my toes curl. Yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, I'm just, I can't not imagine that. Thanks for the imagery there, Justin yeah uh make my toes curl yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i think it's i think his song i i think it's i guess maybe it's supposed to sound infantile um i mean but that's a weird goal to have (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh this is really weird bonafide stallion Ain't in no stable. No, you stay on the run. <laughs> Wait, is he saying that she's a stallion? It's sound. Yeah. No, he is. Interesting. And then every time I come around, you get it done. So she makes him come every time. Great. <laughs> it's weird to yeah refer to a woman as an uncastrated horse. I mean, what about Megan V. Stallion? <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe there's something colloquially that I just don't know about. Oh, oh, is do I smell a little trip to a place we like to call the Urban Dictionary? No. Here we go. Follow me on a joyous adventure through dream time to your imagination (laughs) in the languageatorium of the Urban Dictionary. Um, First... Definition, a term highlighted by Megan V. Stallion, meaning a woman that is tall and fine, five seven and over. Interesting. Is that really? But the first the first definition says or the second definition says a fit endowed guy who fucks happily married wives and girlfriends with their husbands and boyfriends permission, but without the byplay or humiliation of the other man that bulls typically engage in. What the hell? There is so much going on. (laughs) Uh, I like that. They have to be specifically fit and endowed. Yeah. And no homo and no homo. (laughs) Damn. Okay. Um, Got that yummy, yummy. Yeah. Um, third definition. A. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's just, it's just uh, derogatory. 
Let's skip that. Oh, fourth definition. <laughs> yeah. A girl so wild, so beautiful, so aggressive that she is untamable by man. And um, she's got a big old penis. <laughs> she's got a huge dick. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, should we move on to forever? Sure. And maybe we can listen to this song forever. Oh, you want to skip available? I don't. If you have anything to say about it, I don't. No, I just didn't know if you're okay. I mean, I'll participate. No. That's my podcast, too. No. <laughs> I refuse. I was busy focusing on being by myself. Set my feelings to the side. They all got dusty on a shelf. You wiped them down when I had nothing left. Could you be here with me forever? I don't like that. No. Nope. Ever, ever. Would you be here with me forever? Ever, ever. Waking up all alone ain't better, better, better. Every time. Oh, man. That extended metaphor. I was busy focusing (laughs) on being by myself, set my feelings to the side. They all got dusty on a shelf. You wiped them down when I had nothing left. It's the most poetic work that he does in this whole album. Yes. But I don't like the idea of someone wiping down my feelings. No, thank you. I would prefer a different verb. I don't don't appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not great. Could you be here with me forever, ever, ever? Well, I have a sound sample. Mm. I don't have a lot of sound samples from this album. Mm-hmm. You want to play it? Yeah. There was okay. a, a briefly a, a cockatiel uh, flew through the recording studio and they just decided to keep it in. Okay, so Post Malone is saying, how many times are you going to try to call my mother? And then... And his mother is a cockatiel. <laughs> <laughs> he, he tries to distract us from that insane lyric. <laughs> that, doesn't make up, that doesn't make any sense uh, by making some phone noises or bird noises. Hey, Cameron, but it's 2021. Would... Birds can use phones nowadays. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't cancel me. Yep. How many, ti- how many times are you going to try to call my mother? This is... Oh, my God. This is such a weird... Okay, I, I don't really like Post Malone's whole vibe. I mean, I, I've mostly just only ever seen photos of him and heard him on these uh, Justin Bamboo songs. <laughs> Uh, haven't really been very impressed or compelled by his presence or his vibe. Um, his presence on this song is just straight up bizarre because they are clearly talking about two different people in two very different situations. Yeah. Like just, Justin it's is talking to like his wife. R and B situation where two people, two men are talking to the same woman. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Plus Malone is in a very different situation. And it's like, pretty diametrically opposed to what the entire song is about right because he's he's talking about like oh yeah i was i was with this lady and she was like crazy and she was always calling my mother and she was killing me um and and like justin is like trying to sing this song to his wife about how they're committing to each other forever um ccm uh tinge there um so yeah it's just it's so weird that it's it does not mesh. It does not fit the song at all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Post Malone I don't think Post Malone listened to the rest of the song. <laughs> he was just like, Yeah, I'll just do some bullshit, man. Just click record. 
Okay, what else should we... We gotta talk about running over, running over, Cameron. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Rev it up. Excuse me, Justin? Uh, so that is maybe one of the most bizarre metaphors I've ever heard. Um, he says some truly, truly bonkers shit in this um, song. I in, in verse one, verse one's pretty good. From the beginning, it was ending. We were emotionally pending, jeopardy, second guessing, got all the questions to my answers. That's good. I like that he like inverts the rhyme too, because you think ending, pending, guessing, questions, sort of like slant rhymes, yeah. but he ends the line with answers instead of questions, and that fits Jeopardy because Jeopardy like switches those around. Um, verse two takes a strange turn. Wednesday, it feel like a Tuesday when you met me. Hmm, that okay. matters to me. I need to know. Say tacos. <laughs> yes, it was a Taco Tuesday. I remember it well. Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. You just said, hello, I lost my sanity. Uh, are, Justin, are you okay? Dude, are you are you okay? Thought you was looking through me, then you made me laugh with personality. Huh. That's how it works. <laughs> Persona- you got a person. <laughs> you got a personality. Uh, when you said goodbye, that was a tragedy. Had to get a lesson in anatomy. What could that possibly mean, do you think? Uh, hmm. It seems like by this point in his career, he like knows where clitoris is, probably. <laughs> Maybe he had to whip out to the old textbook. To write. You have to in order to like write R&B songs <laughs> to have any success. There's an exam. It's like a whole thing, yeah. Um. Got a lesson in anatomy. You just ran me over. Look out, watch out, got me on the defense. Thought love at first sight was just a false pretense. Took my hat off, made me pledge allegiance. Everything was in divine <laughs> sequence. Okay, uh, t- Justin, Justin. <laughs> okay, you got to stop taking speed, okay? And you just got to <laughs> chill out a little bit and maybe take a second pass through the lyrics rather than just like going for a first draft, you know, something. Yeah, it's real top of mind. Yeah. Like, first thought, best thought. Mm, nope. Nope. <laughs> Untrue. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, boy. And then he just goes back to the chorus. Keep running over me with your loving. I'm only right here for your consumption. Uh, keep running over me with your loving. Looking like it's turning into something. Oh, my God. That's so... It's so weird. What is happening? Yeah, none of those phrases are backed up so that we should think they have any kind of specific kind of meaning. It's like, okay, running over me with your loving would, is it like, is she overwhelming? Is she, is there some sort of lack of consent happening? Mm -hmm. Is, 
<laughs> does he does it feel dangerous like what is running over me like what does that mean you know we um, referenced does he like the loss of control is there like a kink thing happening i mean but- we referenced in our weekly mini show called what's in the box weekly earlier which is kind of a maxi show this week actually we had so much to talk about we you referenced david cronenberg's crash and i think this is maybe like a similar thing where you like have the sexual fetish about not just seeing car crashes but being literally the one run over um and asking for it more uh this is this is my kink please run me over i i i like this it gets me hot wait we were talking about david cronenberg's crash yeah i, I thought you were talking about i thought you were talking about the the oscar winning movie crash oh no 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 they are very different <laughs> movies i've seen that one did not like it uh, but I have not seen. Yeah, it well, it's a bad. It's bad. It's a bad movie it's, it's, with a bad message. It's that up. set us back decades. Yes, that was Paul Haggis was the the sheep's belly okay. uh, person who came up with that one. Uh, <laughs> produced, directed, and co-written. Um, <laughs> a real sheep's belly of a man. No, uh, David Cronenberg's Crash is, from what I understand, about a group of people who get off on like watching car accidents. Oh, weird. Oh, here we go. The group is symphorophiliacs who are sexually aroused by car crashes. Well, okay. I'll put I'll put a link in the learning links. We're not the what first people to say? run into that little trouble though. Um Lil Dicky is extremely extra on this <laughs> song, and I kind of like it, I think. Yeah. Uh he's he's clearly um I mean I feel like it's maybe plausible that we're supposed to buy into this weird fiction that they're talking about the same woman or they're portraying the same character talking about the same other person. Um, he throws in a few little weird details. Uh, he says, I believe in love girl. You got my hopes all up. When I left you, when I met you, I called mom and told her about it. I got all up on your IG and was scrolling down for hours. I got back to 2015 and you started looking young. So I stopped. Ooh, uh, <laughs> I have a sound sample of that. Okay. Oh, listen to that. Yeah. All up on your IGM was scrolling down for hours. I got back to 2015, then you started looking young, so I stopped. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's um, that could be cringy, but I think it's I think it's an interesting, kind of insightful moment. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, like I've had this experience, not not necessarily like romantically, hmm. but with people where I've like maybe went through their entire like history or like went through like all their pictures or something in like a weird low moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, God, uh, this is them in high school. <laughs> That's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, social media is old enough to i mean this song was written uh or 2020 so that's five years after 2015 and instagram had been out for six years by that point i think so that's it's plausible that this person could have been born in like i don't know 1999 or like the year 2000 or like around the turn of the millennium and just having like grown up with a lot of instagram and they're now they're 20 years old or something or Yikes! Or the, or it could even be like they're twenty four and they like started looking like a teenager in, back in twenty fifteen. Who knows? Right. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's weird to think that the social media is like getting this old. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So then he immediately goes from referencing the fact that 
this person is seems to be younger than him and yeah. he uh, shied away from trying to look at their younger stuff. And then the next thing he talks about, he says, post intercourse when you walk by, ass, 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 says the voice in the background. <laughs> More buns than a shop right. And you want to sleep over my crib? Let me go and get you a soft t-shirt here. And then he says, what are our kids going to be like? What is your skin routine like? <laughs> um, and then he, uh, he, yeah, he, he get, says some cute stuff. Girl, just run around bed with me. I'll flirt with you all cleverly. I'll lock you down, Pat Beverly. And then I think you have a sound sample of this one. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> oh, I think the fade uh, out I, did this one dirty. I'm going to take the fade outs away. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> the voice in the background going, breast. <laughs> breast. Uh, and then he says, how are you so hot and cute? I want to make a language up with you. Hot and cute. Hot and cute. I want to make a language up with you. You're already driving me crazy. It's like, that's kind of a cute thing to say. I want to make up a language with you is like kind of endearing. Yeah. This sort of stream of consciousness is actually kind of believable because it's like, oh yeah, this person's getting all kind of worked up and they can't form cohesive thoughts mm-hmm. or <laughs> speak in a way to another person that like follows basic, like kind of social contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, it's kind of unfiltered in, in a way that I think is pretty charming. Yeah, I agree. And then Justin gets run over some more. <laughs> Such a weird song. Like and eaten and eaten. Yeah. He's in divorce. And also. then he erupts. <laughs> Ain't no interrupting yes, this eruption. Ugh. All right. What else should we talk about? Um, uh, there's like a weird editing miss on take it out on me. Also, there's some weird, I think there's some weird women be crazy stuff in that song. Okay. Let's take a listen. Uh, yeah. On your shoulders. So heavy. Let me be the meaning of your composure. Oh, oh, you can take it out on me. You can take it out on me. This is just like such a great little um, gem of like codependency. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, um, so this is, I guess, a song about, about, a generous reading would be, it's about a partnership where one of the partners is inviting the other to bring home all of their stuff that they accumulate throughout the day, all of the frustrations, all the anxiety, and to vent, um... And that Justin is saying, oh, I can be like a safe person to receive you, you're, you processing the day yeah. and uh, or maybe even uh, <laughs> um, endure some of the ugliness of your process about the day. Um, yeah. And I mean, that would be a generous reading of this. Unfortunately, I don't think it's really supported by the text of the song so much, um, especially in the chorus when he says, I'll be your punching bag. Hit me with all of your might and get it out till you feel light and take it out on me. 
That's not. I healthy. think the. I think the implication is that she's taking it out on him sexually. Is it punching bag? Because he. Well, because he says sometimes I don't mind you having the worst day. All the stress turns into built up energy. That's a good rhyme. <laughs> also, that's like the opening line of the song that isn't you know part of the chorus or whatever. Which is yeah. a hell of a way to open it. Be like, sometimes I don't mind that you're just like having a shitty time. It's kind of fun for me. <laughs> I get off on when it. you're mad, <laughs> <Yeah>. essentially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I. Yeah. This is. I. I think this is not the healthy song. I have some sort of. There's some sort of lyric that doesn't track. I don't remember what it is, but it's in the sound sample. Ah. I, it's the one that says, "What's the point of having?" 10 songwriters, I believe there are 10 songwriters mm. on this track, if no one catches shit like this. What? Whenever you lose doubt? Whenever you lose doubt. Huh. Uh, yeah, this is verse two. Yeah, I'm your plug. Whatever you need, I'll make sure you get enough. And when your battery gets low, I'm going to be the one to charge you up. Let me massage your mental and your physical. Whenever you lose doubt, I'll be your miracle. Huh. Let's listen to it again. Are we sure that that's what he's saying? Whenever you lose doubt, I'll be your miracle. I mean... I don't think he's saying lose out. I think he's saying lose doubt. You could maybe make the case that he's saying whenever you lose it out. And it's just kind of like mumbling it together. But that doesn't really make sense either. No, I think he's trying to say whenever you're in doubt, I'll be your miracle. Unless he's trying to say you need to stop doubting and then miracles will start happening. But I don't think that... I think he just misspoke. Yeah. That's really weird. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a typo. What do you think about the lyric? I'm your psychiatrist. Let's talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to prescribe you a pill for what you're feeling. Yeah, I don't think he knows what a psychiatrist is. <laughs> I think that's what I think Yeah, they about just it. give you medicine, right? Isn't that what a psychiatrist they're, does? They're focused, they're focused on the medication side of things. Yeah, like a clinical psychologist is the one that like usually does. I mean, he probably has some hookups. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he does, yeah. Um, we can use sign language, I know your body. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like that so much. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, the language of love. Some people say it's French. <laughs> Some people say it's ASL. <laughs> and then he ends the verse with, let me be the meaning of your composure. What does that mean? Nothing. Nothing. Ooh, uh, there's a Spanish translation of these lyrics. Let me see if it's clearer in the Spanish. Um Déjame ser el significado de tu compostura. Oh, oh. Nope, that's basically uh, verbatim. Maybe maybe the, the thing about losing doubt is clearer. Oh, it is. It is clearer in Spanish. Déjame mas, mas, masajear tu mente y tu físico. Cada vez que pierdas la fe, seré tu milagro. Yeah, he says every time you lose faith, I'll be your miracle. There you go. It's better in the Sp- it's better in the original Spanish, is what I say. Wow, um, I don't have anything else to talk about in this album except for this one nice musical moment in "That's What Love Is." Yeah, I definitely want to hear what like a nineteen year old um, who's been a millionaire since he was eleven years old <laughs> thinks what love actually is. Like, I definitely want to hear that. <laughs> um, 
Actually, how old is he at this point? 2020? Um, I keep referring to him as like a, a, a little teenager or something, but I don't think that's accurate. He is 26 in 2000. Or this is right before his 26th birthday. So he's at he's staring down the wrong end of 25 uh, when this <laughs> album is released. <laughs> Been there. All right. Uh, so uh, let's... Yeah, I mean, let's take a quick detour to ETA, which I think is just kind of a cute little song. Um, and then we'll go to That's What Love Is. Sound good? Okay. Yeah. ETA. All of this need for you, you. Body in my nails got me nervous, so anxious. See, it's one o'clock now. Noon felt like three hours ago. I just want to know your ETA. I like this spare arrangement. I do too. Yeah. Um, it made me look up whether it was like, I don't know, um, John Mayer or somebody playing the guitar because it's featured so prominently. It's just it's just some nobody. Uh, Tom Strahl and Phil Boudreaux uh, are credited for okay. guitar. And no one has heard of or cares about them and they're worthless because they're not John Mayer. <laughs> Um, this is kind of a cute little song. It's, I like that it is about such a small thing. It's just like, he's, he's waiting for this person to show up and he's just like kind of anxious and like, it's like, you know, eager for them to show up. It's kind of cute. Like how, uh, like small scale the stakes are in this song. Um, and it's got some good, like specifics in verse one, Biting my nails got me nervous, so anxious. See, it's one o'clock now. Noon felt like three hours ago. I just want to know your ETA. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Um, it gets a little less relatable in verse two when he starts talking <laughs> about uh, how he has his own gate and then the person has to drive through the canyon to get to his, I assume, mansion that he's living in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, and uh, Haley uh, Baldwin said that this song was her favorite off the album on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. All right. You want to go to That's What Love Is? Yeah, let's go. Okay. So be out with lust is. It's a blessing that you're in my life. Make me look even better. When we shine, we shine together. Yeah, that's what love is. That's what love is. Don't nobody else deserve my eyes. So this is another spare arrangement mm-hmm. song, but this one's even less. It's just an electric guitar mm-hmm. with solo vocal. And uh, I think it's really catchy. And the thing that I like most about it musically is that it has 10 bar phrases. Mm. So Typically, songs are constructed in multiples of four or um, exponentials of four. So it's like usually like a 16-bar phrase or a 32-bar song, things like that. Um, I want to refrain from making fun of you for distinguishing between those two things. (laughs) Well, it is different to have like, you know, three phrases of four bars than it is to have four phrases of four bars it's it's one of those all a is b but not all b is a type things where exponentials are multiples so i don't know 
Well, no, I mean, because wouldn't exponential growth be like, oh, yeah, it's got to either be four or like 16. Right. But that is also a multiple of four. Well, yeah, but like a but a multiple of four would be like three bars of of four or five bars of four or something. Right. 32 is also a multiple of of 16 and 32 are all. Yeah, it is a multiple. I was being more specific. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Okay. Anyway, it's just one of those things. Andy, so pedantic. Uh, I and I told you I was going to refrain from doing it, but then I did it anyway. That's my favorite trick: is to like be like, "Oh, I'm not doing this," even as I'm doing it. I know. I know. I'm bad. So we have we have this expectation of squares, square shapes in our music, um, in terms of the rhythm and the phrase length in the micro and the macro in, in songs and uh, a 10 bar phrase feels jarring. And I think it gives it this almost like circular shape where it doesn't feel like it's quite done yet. And then it starts up again earlier than you think. Mm -hmm. And it keeps the song going. It has this one chord progression and it kind of, keeps looping around and uh yeah play that sound sample and uh that that i took and i'll try to point out when it starts again you took a sound sample uh i think so i don't see one did i miss it oh i don't see it on that google drive maybe maybe i didn't will you just play the song maybe yeah and then i'll yeah, go through the chord progression a couple times. Unless you mislabeled the confirmation one. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think I just didn't take one. Okay. That's, that's on me. There we go. So be last is. Hey, it's a blessing that you're in my life. Make me look even better. Here's the start. When we shine, we shine together. Yeah, that's what love is. Now that's what love is. And then, and then it resets right again there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think that's pretty engaging. Other than that, I don't... Yeah, I give a shit what Justin Bieber thinks about what love is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's full of, like, platitudes and extremely questionable things. Uh, ooh, I can feel you even though I haven't touched you. That's what love is. Uh, and you can trust me after all the lies I told you. Yeah, that's what love is. Um, huh. So that's a, that's a good sign, I think. That that seems to me like a green <laughs> cool. flag. Cool thing to say. <laughs> yeah, very cool and very encouraging. And, and uh, yeah, makes me feel very good about their long-term prospects. <laughs> this, okay, this is... Oh no. Oh no. This is like this keeps like flip-flopping flip-flopping back and forth between like CCM and eroticism uh in verse 1. I reach out to you but my hands can't hold enough enough of your greatness. You teach me patience like the best of our worlds collide. Never understood what it meant. It meant to submit to love. God, that's such a, such a trick. Yeah. Word. Oh wow. So beyond All what lust CCM. is. Hey, it's a blessing that you're in my life. Ugh. Make me look even better when we shine, we shine together. Yeah, that's all just about Jesus. Yeah, it really is. Especially the bit about lust. (laughs) 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 Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, 
Mm. I think that's all I got in this song. Well, Justin Boogers. Mm-hmm. This is quite the album. <laughs> I really did enjoy the production on a lot of this. I thought it was really fun and engaging. Not in a way that I could necessarily most of the time actually point out in sound samples. Um, but uh, that, that would be distinct from the sound samples that you took. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think these lyrics are kind of garbage. Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate. Mm. Yep. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. We'll be back next week with Just Ice. Uh, wait, that's one word. I guess that's Justice, huh? Uh, which is... Uh, Justin's Butterballs uh, uh, album from 2021 uh, released back in March and it's his most uh, recent one so that'll be the end of the season and then I think we've been talking about a couple things like checking out Montero by Lil Nas X and maybe a few other things yeah yeah but until that time thanks for listening Uh, you can thanks thanks for contributing cameron uh <laughs> you can visit us online at boxset.website email us at email at boxset.website tweet us at tobias podcast support us do it you can do it in so many cool and fun and relaxing ways like going on itunes writing a review you can go to our patreon give us a few give us a few dollars give us your dollars support.boxset.website you'll get access to all of our bonus materials including our weekly maxi show called what's in the box weekly we went so long this week. I really don't like that. <laughs> You're welcome. We went so long this week. We, we talked for probably like almost an hour about Rocky Horror Picture Show, which Cameron had seen for the first time ever and I had seen for the second time ever. And then we went into a spoilerful discussion all about Midnight Mass. So many spoilers. Don't listen unless you've seen the whole show or you don't care about spoilers but it probably won't be all that meaningful to you if you haven't seen the show. Uh, The other thing you should do, the other thing you should do, uh, that's fun and relaxing, speaking of, is listen to Cameron's other podcast. It's called Get Up in the Cool. Just do it. Just do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just uh, released my episode with Ann Fung, the flautist from Twisted Pine. What a great episode. Flute. Give me the flute. Give me the flute. <laughs> it's all Biggie Smalls covers. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, until that time, I've been Nathan Hunt and I got more buns than a shop right. Uh, I've been camera to it and I'm I got to go wipe down my feelings. Oh my God. <laughs> So gross. So gross. So gross. It's for the Boston folks out there.